This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing podcast. And as you know, you're listening with myself and my fabulous guest today. You're going to get a variety of ahas, insights, tips, and how-tos for your author, publishing, and book marketing success. And I can't think of anyone better to have with me today to talk about book marketing success and strategies for going forward into the year 2022 then the amazing awesome outrageous sometimes john kramer author of a thousand and one ways to market your book john's been a guest many times he's one of my favorites and we're here for another fast fast hour for your strategy success hey john welcome back hey sweetie glad to be here Oh, I love to be called sweetie once in a while. There you go. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, John, we're wrapping up this year. Um, What surprises happened in the marketing area that you didn't see coming? Well, I I haven't actually seen any surprises. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. But how about good surprises? How about good things? Well, I think there's good things that are happening. I think that uh, books are coming back in a big way after after Mm -hmm. the last two years of COVID, uh, whatever, restrictions and so on and so forth. And Mm -hmm. I think that people uh, are going to be more interested in how to improve their lives, change their lives, and have more fun in their lives and be entertained. Uh, so I think books are perfect for all those things. And if, if so for personal growth as well as professional growth, or like maybe the ones who are not going back to work and the jobs that they left. Right. So, you know, and it includes things like, you know, I, I suspect that the, there was a time during the last couple of years where there were, I think, fewer children being born. And I think that's going to change as well. So, you know, children's Ooh. books and things like that are going to, uh, I think, be strong in the coming years uh, because I think people are going to get back to sex. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Who knew we were going down this path? I, you know, what was interesting about um, the big books from last year, I always like to do, you know, what were the top, New York uh, based books uh, and you know how many sold over a million copies which seems to be consistently like five like five but within that five were three kids books 
and the kind of books that were being gobbled up for homeschooling, you know, and and where the parents were in charge. But that that to me was one of the big surprises that I saw coming into this year. Now, whether that holds, you know, for uh, as when we get the final stats into the first quarter of next year of who did what to who, I think it'll be interesting. But I do believe I think books are on a roar and I'm, I'm with you. I think you'll see more. I, I'm not going to go down the sex line, but I will talk about books multiplying. <laughs> and <laughs> Ooh, books multiplying. How do books? they do that? <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, when I first started publishing, no one told me that books bred more books. Yeah. I, I always I always thought I was just going to write a book um, and publish a book that came out in 1981. And those little buggers started multiplying. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't think you should even think about publishing just one book. I think you should think in terms of publishing you know, at least three or four books and also create other products uh, spun off of those because most authors don't make money on one book. They Uh make money on building a a career. Well, and understanding that it's a business and you you can have a career. You can have a very successful career out of here. Right. Um, In my coaching group on Fridays, I have a uh, early morning coaching group I work with and that one of the things that we were talking about super fans and I said you need to st- understand the power of having super fans and and what you just said John was when you start thinking multiple books you have a higher much higher probability of gathering dedicated fans around you because th- they will salivate for your next book right and, you know, the whole idea, I mean, from the very beginning, I've talked about, you know, the whole idea that you have to create word of mouth. And word of mouth is created first by you, but also then by the people that are part of your tribe, the people that are your super fans. Uh, and, and they really do make a difference, and they still will make a difference. And that's, you know... Some of the universal principles of marketing are still real. Uh, real. <laughs> mm-hmm. There, there are mm-hmm. things that really matter, and, and one of the key things is the whole thing about, you know, creating the fans and creating the word of mouth, and that hasn't gone away. It, what's gone, what's changed, basically, is how do you create those fans, and you know, how do you gener- generate them. And so that's one of the key things that I think is uh, going to happen in the next year. I'm really passionate about a online platform called Substack. Okay, so let's explain Substack. to everyone what it is. Yeah, Substack is basically designed to allow people to make money publishing newsletters. But the neat thing about it is that Substack is not only a, a free newsletter platform. I mean, it doesn't cost anything. I mean, there's no reason to go pay some other person to, you know, or company to run your newsletter when you can use Substack for free. And the the thing is, Substack makes money when you convert some of those free people to a paid newsletter. That's their model for making money. So you have basically two, uh, 
two levels. You have the free level, and then you have the paid level, where they get more exclusive content. And it's amazing. There are some people making a million dollars a month on Substack. Wow. I mean, I'm not talking a year. I'm talking a month. Uh, now, you know, I'm not making that much yet, but, you know, I'm <laughs> – and that probably I won't. But, you know, the neat thing is that it's a free newsletter service, so already you got a great newsletter service. It's easy to write the newsletters because it's sort of like writing a blog post. So mm -hmm. it's simple and easy to use. But then there's the two magical things that happen beyond that. One is uh, Substack allows you to create podcasts and syndicate them. So you've got a podcast platform over and above the newsletter platform all wrapped up into one package. Plus, because of the paid memberships, you can actually create a membership platform or a content delivery service where you can deliver whatever you want within the paid newsletter. So it's basically, you know, three things in one, a, a newsletter service, a podcast service, and a membership platform without you having to do a lot of work. Okay, so I need... Create content. All right, let me ask you this. Since, you know, I'm tuned in to podcasts, how does, how does the podcast thing work? What funnel do they come out there? Is there a whole new platform? Is this, is well, this they, a they, DIY? They have their own platform. <clears throat> you can create the podcast directly on Substack. You can actually record on Substack. So if you're doing short news uh, uh, podcasts, you can do those on uh, Substack. If you're going to do a longer one, then I recommend you, you know, record an audio and then upload it to your podcast on uh, a Substack. So it allows you to do that uh, as well. So, and then you can syndicate it. Now they make it easy for you to syndicate uh, Apple and Google and a couple other places. But, uh, you know, as you know, there are probably 20, 30 platforms for syndicating podcasts. You know, the big kahuna is iTunes, but beyond that, uh, there are a lot of uh, subscription services, you know, uh, services out there to mm -hmm. promulgate your podcast and make it mm -hmm. more visible mm -hmm. to a lot more people. And I think which every is, author should have a podcast. You've been talking about that for years. I know it's hard to believe that we are we've been doing this. We're going into our sixth year um, of of doing it, and and I was attracted to podcasting because of all the uh, media type platforms. Radio was always my favorite because there was usually more time. Um, you could have some fun with it. You didn't have to be dressed to the nines, and it was just you could do it almost anywhere. Although back in the days when I first started, everyone wanted you in the studio. Do you remember those days? I do. Yeah. Everyone wanted you in the studio. So we didn't have the skill set that we could be doing today. But right. that it was all, I was always attracted to, to that. And I and I really understood the power that of the Internet. And it's the town hall. To me, it's a town hall for most of your marketing. Um, and that, and right. so. And you know, that was about my attraction. Yeah, and the neat thing about having a podcast is that it opens a lot of doors for you because you can trade podcasts. 
you know, uh, somebody interviews you, you can interview them. And uh, so it gives them a window and a reason to have you on their podcast because you're going to help them promote them and their work on your podcast. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I Mm -hmm. think that combination is really nice. And, you know, hopefully as people get back to work, there'll be more people listening to more podcasts. But podcasts, even during COVID, podcasts did not go down. In fact, they went up. Oh, no. It was it was gigantic. In fact, we saw huge leaps. We in our, in our podcast being downloaded from multiple surfaces, we saw over a million downloads happening right. in one month. Right. With that, let's hold hold the thought. We're going to come back to I want to kiss on super fans again. With we is John Kramer, and we're talking about marketing for 2022. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author You, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we're back. John opened up sub. He started about Subsec that you could do... Uh, uh, with Substack, you can do your, you know, your newsletter. You can do it for free, but eventually you can convert it into paid subscriptions, which I'm, you know, I find kind of cool. It's got a podcasting platform, which will open into other areas. But before we even started on that, we t- we're talking about super fans. John just said something that I think is really important for a strategy for all of you to be thinking about as you go into and you are pitching and guesting on a podcast that you in turn then have them as a guest on your podcast or podcast to be 
is that you actually are starting to build the super fan because the super fan is really anyone who devours can hardly wait for your next thing. They devour it and they tell all their friends about you. They actually start marketing for you. This is a way to kind of to incorporate that whole thing that if you're on someone's podcast, you're going to have them on yours or on one of your platforms, whether it could maybe feature them on a blog, you are pushing out and shouting out for them. That's how you start building those fans. Do you want to add to that at all, John? Well, the the whole thing there is, you know, the mutuality of, of helping each other. And, you know, that's one of the things I've always recommended is that authors help authors. You know, I think one of the best things that, say, a novelist can do that's new is start to interview uh, the novel novelists they love, and most of those novelists will be happy to do an interview because again they're interested in promoting their books. But in the process, that author is going to find out about your new novel, and they may mm-hmm. pitch it to their audience on their own. Mm-hmm. The the neat thing about a podcast is that it's an incredible way to create a relationship because there's one thing sending email to people or things like that. But when you talk to somebody and you interview them, and if you like them, and you know you you had fun in the podcast, like we tend to have, uh, mm-hmm. even without the sex, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is that it, it's it's <laughs> it's just nice to create a relationship, have fun, to laugh together, mm-hmm. things like that, and that's creating a relationship, and and so even. You know, if you don't, inter- you don't always have to interview famous, you know, other book authors. You can do book authors who are in the same stage as you are. Maybe you're a beginning author and your book isn't out yet, but you're ready to, you know, you're starting it out. And uh, there are other authors in that situation. And if you create relationships with them, you can uh, do podcasts uh, with each other. And there's two basic kinds of podcasts that you can do. One is the interview podcast, sort of like what you do here. The other kind of podcast is the kind of podcast where you're sharing content from your new novel or your new nonfiction book or your new memoir or something like that. Uh, A podcast is a wonderful way to start writing a book. I mean, The Martian, uh, which was a bestseller and a movie and all that, started off as a podcast where the guy started just sharing the book as he started writing it. Mm-hmm. And he then he such a big, Yeah, he built up such a big fan base that by the time he was ready to sell it to a New York publisher, the publishers were begging for it. And he had already, I think it, I think he made the movie deal, deal before he sold the book. He, he did, but he also self-published the book. He took the podcast and did the conversion into a self-published book. And then the the super fans were ready. They were so ready for Absolutely. this. Um, and then, then New York got involved. I mean, it really is kind of one of those um, – Hollywood stories that they met, you know, you were spotted at the drugstore and stardom came. (laughs) Yeah, but in this case, you're building your own drugstore, you know, and people are spotting you because you've created something that, you know, people start spreading the word and telling people, hey, here's something wonderful. Just Mm -hmm. like you with your podcast, a million downloads in a month, you know, that's that's magical. That's something that really makes a difference for people. 
And that's part of what you want to do. Whether you use Substack for your podcast platform or you use something else, doesn't matter. You should do a podcast. And, and you know, when you talk about the COVID deal and they increase that pre-COVID, there was the stats were something like there was 800,000 podcasts out there. Now they're, COVID doubled it. There are more than 2 million um, okay. that, that people can choose around. The numbers are huge. Uh, it, who, who knows how much it will grow? Uh, I haven't seen any figures, John, maybe you have that, uh, how many people drop out? It's, it's like with blogging, they're so enthusiastic and then they realize, oh, I have to do this every week. Oh man. Uh, and, <laughs> well, and, and, uh, yeah, the thing drop. is people do drop out. Uh, they, but the thing is that if you make it simple and easy to do, you know, like mm-hmm. you do it, you do it every mm-hmm. once a week, right? I do. I actually, I, the show goes, uh, and I am thrilled to say in six years, we have never done a repeat show. We never do what they call an encore show. Like right. it's Thanksgiving and I'm not going to be there. You're going to get a new show because right. maybe not everyone celebrates Christmas, Thanksgiving, <laughs> 4th of July, fill in the blank. And so I've always made, it doesn't mean that we don't repeat topics. I mean, when you're on, we always talk about marketing. Um, but that it, it, there's always something new. And usually what I do is I I used to do them actually live every Thursday, starting at, uh, you know, I I think it was four o'clock my mountain time. And then I realized that I didn't need to do that. I could pre-tape, I could have stay this all the same thing and get them all done. And then I could put together kind of a theme for the month. I'm having them all tight um, on that. And then I don't have to worry about it. The show is automatically set up to go ready to go. And, and that works for me. That's what I needed to work for me. Other people may want to do, okay, every Tuesday at six o'clock, this is what we're doing. That doesn't work for me to do that right. live because and, and schedule. most podcasts aren't done live anymore. Anyway, they're recorded or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you can publish them out. So you can, you know, if you find it, you know, you start finding it, well, every week grind kind of thing. Well, you can do it just once a month and record four episodes and boom, mm-hmm. you're done. And mm-hmm. then you just publish them on a schedule. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing that I really admire about you is that you're really consistent. And, you know, Thank I'm you. terrible. I'm terrible at that, you know. And, and I, you know, as a result, I, I don't have as powerful a platform as you do for, uh, my newsletter because I, I'm not consistent enough. Um, yep. And the consistency is probably the most important thing for a newsletter, a podcast, anything else that you're doing. And you, you, you have to make time for it. And that's the thing that I'm having so much fun doing other things that I don't always make time ah, for. Ah, you're playing. Well, <laughs> but, you know, there's also another issue that what I've, I've always chose, I, I, I want content on my, I always want to deliver content and information right. and that, but I want to have fun. And when that, if, if I'm just going to be the solo host, sometimes I don't have guests, it's still a conversation with me. I'm going to walk you through. So it, it could be like you're sitting across from me, whatever I am, my topic is. When I have a guest, I, I really want to have a back and forth, a back and forth. And I've never asked people to give me 
um, uh, don't, don't give me your set questions. Just give me a couple of bullet points and I'm listening. I'm in this and I will be jumping on things and maybe going in a totally different direction with something you've said. So I, I want it be, I want my shows to be participative for yes, my actually, guests. That's one of the things I like about doing, doing the show with you is that you're actually involved. Uh, you're not just saying, send me 10 questions and then you ask them you know, verbatim, and, uh, you know, you knock them <laughs> yes. off, sort of. Uh, you actually interact, and, you know, the reality is that for this show, you know, I didn't send you any 10 questions that you could even ask me. You, know, oh, so. <laughs> you, 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 you didn't send me anything, sweetheart. I but did, here's I did not. <laughs> but, but, but you know what, John? I know you, and that's your consistency, so that's fine. Um, I mean, I know enough about bookmarking <laughs> and and things that are going on that y- you and I are going to have a good time. So right. I'm totally good. But I, and, I think and for, good for, content, you know, and, and that's what uh, you really have to deliver. That's how you build an audience, and that's how you build super fans. Uh, people are going to fall in love with you, and when they do, they want to share you and what your ideas and things like that, and the. That's one of the other nice things about a podcast is that if they hear you on a podcast, they're far more likely, or in, in a real-life speech, they're far more likely to talk about you and your book and your ideas than if they just simply had read the book or if they had simply mm-hmm. read a blog post. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the factor of the audio content or the real-life content, if you're speaking, really does make a difference in terms of building superfans. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing, um, I, I remember getting an email from one of the listeners. I didn't even know he was a listener. And he, and he says that I listen to your podcast every morning from 6 a.m. to 7 before I go to my office. And he was a he was an M.D. And I've been listening for three months. And he this is now in an email to me. So he says, I've been listening for three months and there was an image and he had an image of him holding my book, Author You. And he says, I'm now ready to hire you to move me to the next stage. <laughs> and 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 we created a great book uh, together. But the, th- the thing is that you just never know. You don't know who's out there and you're not going to know unless you put your toe in the water. And the other thing is, I just have to say about this whole thing, uh, there are times that you're going to stumble, you know, you're, you're, it's not going to be perfect. Maybe your grammar gets all screwed up. We've all had those days. Uh, maybe there's all of a sudden you're full of, of, of things that maybe are nonsensical and you throw in the towel or you feel you have to go back and re-edit everything. I, I found the spontaneity of podcasts uh, eliminates your ability the way I do it to go back and edit everything. Um, that's where I think a lot of people get caught because they think they have, it has to be so perfect. Right. And it actually has to be live. Uh, I mean, it, it has yes. to feel live, even if you're recording it, it has yes. to feel like there's, there's passion there and a living person and a breathing person and, and somebody that can make mistakes. And that's one thing I really like about podcasting as well. Is that, yeah, and interviewing, you know, and having interviews with people is that you don't always know what's going to come up. You don't mm-hmm. always know what the magic is going to be. I mean, there have been times when I've been 
uh, out there speaking or doing a podcast, when I suddenly come up with some new idea or a new way of expressing it, that I go, wow, that is magical. That is somebody, something everybody should hear. And, uh, you know, exactly. as, as I've gone through my thousand and one ways to market your books and different editions, new content has come into those books because of the things that I've been doing in terms of live speaking, podcasting, mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And interacting with other people and pulling right. together. Yeah. All righty. So we are like 30 seconds to our next break. So here's what I want. I'm going to have John put on his noodle hat. Um, we're, ooh, yes. All right. So we have super fans, building super fans, everyone. That's that's 22. Is that one of your goals too? Think about podcasting. How can you expand what you're doing, whether starting your own or getting on other people's quickly? And you can do trans. And then three, let's get into some really cool things that you can start doing to to hop on the book selling bandwagon. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All righty. John's got his noodle hat on. John Kramer, author of A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Book and the awesome, awesome newsletter when he decides to do it. What's the name of it, John, and how do they get it? Uh, it's called Book Marketing Updates, and you can get it at substack.com, bookmarketing.substack.com. All right, there you go. Now, with that said, um, that how do we, okay, how do we get out of the rut? What if you're in the rut? What if you're in the book marketing rut, John? What's some tips to pull us out of the doldrums? The, the key thing for me is getting out and talking to people, whether it's live or, again, through podcasts, uh, videos, whatever it might be. I mean, obviously, one of the big things that's blown up in the last two years is Zoom videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, I use Zoom videos now as a tool 
for my uh, subscription version of Book Marketing Updates. So uh, I do Q&A sessions with uh, the people that sign up for the paid version of my newsletter. And I do it through a Zoom version, and then I, I, I upload it into the newsletter for the paid people. And, and the Q&A sessions have been magical. They've really made a, a difference, and they really... They really, they get me out of the doldrum. They get me excited. They get me thinking about things because people are pulling content out of me, and I think that that's one of the really neat things about again doing a, a Zoom video session or a podcast or whatever or a live speech is that people are asking you things. They're they're trying to figure it out for themselves, and it really does help you to create new books. And, I'm actually you, working on a, a new book on book marketing that uh, was inspired by one of the sessions uh, and that I did. So what was the trigger? What was the inspiration? A question from the reader. And, and the question and was? In this case, it was, what can I do to sell more books on Amazon? And one of, the, one of the first things I said is, uh, you know, knock off your own book. <laughs> Of course, I call I call that. Well, I, I, you know, I said, don't be shy about plagiarizing your own material, number one. But number two, um, my one of my favorite words is repurposing. What right. have you already done that you can modify that you can goose that you can bring new strings attached to it, that you can put a makeover on that you can add a new hat a dress, um, maybe surgery, surgery, what is it? What is it that you already have done? that you can just tweak and run with it again. Yeah, in fact, one of the there's somebody out there, I don't know who it is, that's selling a program saying, uh, you can make money on Amazon by doing summaries of best-selling books. And so you get a best-selling book out there, and there'll be five or ten people that have done a, a summary version of that book and uploaded it to Amazon. Well, why wait for somebody else to do the summary version? Do it yourself. You can put it under a different name if you want to, but uh, summarize a thousand and one ways to market your books in in thirty pages. They're, they're like cliff note versions of a book. And uh, I love. Yep. And the I love thing that is, idea. why not do it? Why not do it yourself? Because you're the person that's best positioned to do it. And it works for fiction as well as nonfiction. I mean, Cliff Notes have been done for uh, fiction for years. Uh, when I was in college, we used to buy Cliff Notes when we didn't want to read the novel. <laughs> you know? uh, so anyway, you can do that yourself on Amazon. So there's a 99-cent price point that you can do uh, where you just summarize the book in 10 to 30 pages. Then you can do a, a 20 to 30 page excerpt of the book, uh, one of your chapters, and, and sell that for $5 or something like that. And then you've got your $10 book, and then you maybe have something in between that. And there's another, oh boy, I'm going to tell you something. It, there's a new program on Amazon where you can basically syndicate a novel. And I'm going blank on it right now. I don't know what the name of it is. Um, I love that idea. I don't know either, but maybe we can figure that out. Yeah. Um, you know, but, as, uh, as it, it's it's a new program, and and actually, I wanted to write about it at some point. But it's it's a 
one of the things you can do if you're into your, you know, if, if you go into your uh, account, and uh, but I can't, I can't remember it right now. But basically, Amazon is encouraging you to syndicate your novel, to split it up into pieces, and then eventually publish the whole dang thing as you know, uh, one unit. But that you start by creating these smaller units, 30, 40 pages. So you're basically syndicating the novel on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure if you went into your Kindle, into your Amazon account, you could probably find it. Uh, and right now I just don't know. I can't remember how to get into my Amazon account. <laughs> so is this a KDP special? It's a KDP thing, yes. And, okay. Uh, that, that's how you get into it. A good old KDP. All right. And, you know, KDP yeah. is doing hardback books now, too, also. Yeah, and they're um, doing comics, and uh, they're doing KDP mm-hmm. for kids. Oh, it's Kindle Vela. It's uh, basically, do you have a story to tell? It's a new way to tell a story, one episode at a time. Publish your Kindle Vela story through Kindle Direct Publishing. Start your story today. So if you go to kdb.amazon.com, you can find Kindle Vela. But I love that idea. I think it's an incredible way that as you're writing a novel or nonfiction book, I've seen people do 10 chapters of their nonfiction book that way. All right. Well, uh, there's, there, here's two really uh, cool things that you've mentioned that I think, I, and I like the Kindle Vela, and I actually was going to, explore that one myself now that you've triggered again what the proper name is but i love the idea for those of you who have a series of books now think nonfiction. what if you've written several nonfiction books john we know a lot of people like that right there's a boatload of nonfiction connected including yours truly um that you could go in and do a mini that cliff notes version put them all together what about doing the best of Judith Bryles. What about the best of John Kramer? What about the best of, oh, I know, you, the listener? And put them together with the the best of or whatever title works for you. Um, and, And new ISBN, new thing. It's a new book, new book. And it's, you've already written it all. I love that. And, you know, basically Kindle Vela allows you to do that if you've already got a book. You can start breaking it down into, uh, you know, a serial story, uh, one episode at a time. And they actually encourage you to do it in short episodes. Mm-hmm. And people, uh, in order to read it, they, they actually buy tokens from uh, Amazon. And uh, the authors earn 50% of the money that people, uh, the readers spend on the tokens used to unlock each episode of their story. So you could be doing that and getting people to unlock your story one point at you know one chapter at a time, whatever, and then at some point offer the entire book. And for the people who have been buying the tokens, you could offer to offer the book to them free when it's ready to be published as a wholeness because they've been buying it all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other people on Amazon would have to pay for it, but for the people that are buying through the Kindle Vela program. You could have them uh, do it. You know, obviously, Kindle Vela is uh, short for novella. You know, the mm-hmm. whole idea of creating mm-hmm. short stories. 
And mm-hmm. I think it's a really a magical way. And there's another thing on Amazon that I really would encourage people to do also, and that's uh, Audible, which is the uh, yep. Kindle, I mean, the Amazon audio program. And the, the ACX, thing is that, yeah. Yeah, and that's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And you can syndicate your podcast there. They want your podcast. And uh, so you can syndicate your podcast there. But even as you do your uh, Kindle Vela, you could be doing podcast episodes on Audible at the same time to get more and more readers. And again, that you know, ultimately you're creating the audio version of your book, which you can then also sell on Audible. Well, and I was I not that, aware that ICX, the Audible, was looking for that, but I, I wrote that down. I love that idea. Yeah, uh, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts on Audible because uh, uh, they're free to Audible people. Uh, you know, So you can subscribe to a podcast and Audible lets you know automatically whenever a new uh, episode is up and you can listen to it on Audible. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be yeah. very hot. We Yeah, we just put all our podcast stuff on YouTube, John. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, and, it, took, and, it, took, it took some time, yeah. Yeah, uh, on the video platforms like YouTube, Vimeo, etc. So it's not just Audible. You, I mean, audio, you could do also uh, the other way. But the whole idea of syndicating, you know, that's one of the things that's really powerful about podcasts because there's all these syndication services and they want your content, and the people that subscribe to those services want new content every day. They want things like that, and it really can make a difference in terms of building up what we started off with, the super fans. Well, they're hungry. I mean, although Google is very hungry, YouTube is very hungry. Right. <laughs> they're, you know, they're hungry. So they, it's like, you know, like the little shop of horrors, feed me. So you got to feed, feed them um, and put it out. All right. So with oh, me is and John. and the new platform, uh, Rumble. Uh, okay. I may come back. To... Hold, John, hold on to that because we're going to take our next final break. But I so don't. we'll come back on that one. But with me is John Kramer, the author of a thousand and one ways to market your books. And I've always loved what John says when people say, when can I stop marketing? When you want to stop selling books. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy 
Build Your Brand and Platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. We've got 12 minutes to go through a whole bunch of stuff. John, just at the break, was talking about, and I didn't even write it down fast enough, but I'm ready to write down what you're talking about, John. So what's the next one we should know about? Well, the video platform Rumble, I I would encourage every author to get on it. Uh, You know, it started off as a free speech platform, you know, it had a lot of political content. But, uh, you know, the big content there now that I see when I go on Rumble is uh, dog videos, you know, and things like that. Real people <laughs> stuff, you know, any content. Uh, and the neat thing about Rumble is that it's just starting to explode. So it's sort of like YouTube back 20 years or 15 years ago or whatever. It, it, it's it's a, a platform where people can actually discover you, uh, you know, with... Uh, YouTube now, YouTube used to do this thing where if you uh, did a a takeoff of a popular video, you would show up next to that popular video. That doesn't happen on YouTube anymore, or very rarely. But on Rumble, it does. So if you find a video on Rumble that's popular and you do a takeoff of it, you know, a similar title and things like that, it will show up on Rumble. So it's a really neat way to start to, again, I mean, that was one of the popular things with YouTube was doing the takeoffs of popular videos because then you'd get noticed and you'd get lots of views. Well, on Rumble, you can still do that, uh, you know, and it's new and it's sort of like the Wild West and, the, you know, not in, not that many people have discovered it yet. And you can make money on uh, Rumble just like you can on YouTube if people see your videos and uh, watch them. But so I really like it as as an, another platform, and so right, if you're so going how, to syndicate you on YouTube, it? Rumble R U M B L E dot com. Oh B L E. Okay. All right. B L E. Because I was, you know, I was writing this on site, and all of a sudden I'm in a Spanish 
travel agency. Okay, so <laughs> so it's R U M B L E, everybody. Rum, rum, belay. How's that? All right, so I'm in my Spanish. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's it's a good service, you know, um, and and they actually promise not to censor like YouTube does. Uh, so hopefully, you know, uh, you can do controversial things, but you can also do run-of-the-mill things. It, it's mm-hmm. uh, And it's up and coming, so it's sort of like the first days of YouTube uh, when you could get an incredible number of views without a lot of competition. So is this, And I like I mean, that. I, I like, uh, you know, I love competition, but I also love non-competition, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love competing with myself. So, you know, I syndicate on YouTube, but I also syndicate on Rumble and Vimeo, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the same with the podcast. I try to set it up so it's on all the different podcast indication platforms. And, you know, that really is the magic of uh, podcasts and so on. You know, it's much tougher to syndicate a blog than it is a podcast. All right, so you were saying with Rumble, like we're going to rumble everybody. Rumble. Uh, rumble. It's like West Side Story. <laughs> we're going to. Okay, so with that said, yeah, I know um, that one of the big problems that a lot of the children's authors and creators had with YouTube uh, was all of a sudden the sen- a huge censoring came across the board. I don't know if you remember following that a couple of years ago. Um, and they, a lot of them cannot put up videos for children um, because of the oh extremists almost in here. Now, with Rumble being something that was more political, is the political stuff still a dominant factor on there? Because no, you know, it's no, not. It's not. It, it's real people sharing uh, their passions, their videos that they love. Mm-hmm. So the most popular videos are are not political. There are other things. Uh, just people sharing their passions, their love of dogs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, like you said on YouTube, one of the first questions they ask you when you want to upload a video is, is this for children? Yeah. And I always say no, because I don't want to be censored. I don't want people looking at it and going, well, this isn't for kids, but it isn't for kids anyway. But, mm-hmm. uh, on Rumble, they're not doing anything like that. So if you've got children's book content, you should be uh, golden uh, there. And well, that's wonderful. I'm going to explore it. Yeah. Yeah, I, it I, really I, does make a difference. Yeah, I'm going to explore it because there's, you know, I, I work with a lot of children's authors. And YouTube used to be the gold mine for discovery. Um, and it's they lost it. And another content platform that I love, and you know it, is Pinterest. Yes, I do know you love that. Pinterest is actually, I've got a video that got 1.4 million views on on Pinterest. Uh, You know, so Pinterest is a video platform as well. So if you're, uh, again, the shorter the content on Pinterest is really into short videos. You do a long video and you're probably not going to get a lot of views. But if you're doing a, a short one or two minute video, uh, again, uh, it's a whole idea, you know, like in podcasting, like here, you can mm-hmm. do an excerpt of this podcast and boom, put it up on Pinterest, uh, one or two minute thing. 
And it's a wonderful way to rip yourself off again, sort of like the summaries on Amazon. <laughs> you can summarize your podcast on Pinterest. And mm-hmm. Pinterest has a wonderful audience, uh, uh, 80% women, you know, just a wonderful audience of readers uh, and listeners. And you put up a video up there, I think it would go, you know, I think it would help drive traffic. I mean, I get 50% of my traffic from Pinterest right now. At least 50%. It's probably higher than that on most days. And, Over to, uh, and when you're saying traffic, you're referring back to your website. Is that not yes, correct? Yes, traffic to yeah. my different websites. Uh, uh, I mm-hmm. get more traffic from Pinterest than I do from Google, which is my second uh, highest traffic getter. And uh, everything else beyond that is, is just, you know, small potatoes. But mm-hmm. uh, so I love Pinterest. The neat thing about Pinterest is they love sending content away from them, you know, sending people to a website. You Mm -hmm. know, Facebook, if you want to send traffic to a website and really get traffic, you have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you provide links on your Facebook post, you you get fewer views. That's my experience. Mm -hmm. Unless you pay for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and Facebook is notorious of changing everything anyway. You know, it's it's not my favorite platform, I have to uh, say. They change terms all the time, and they change their algorithms all the time. And, you know, you figure it out, and then you lose it again. You know? But I know. Pinterest, uh, Pinterest has just been wonderful that way. And, uh, again, uh, you'd have to do the short video, so you'd have to be doing the Cliff Notes version of your podcast. Well, I I love it, John, that you brought up the old school. I mean, it's like the school terms. Kids, you know, as teenagers, we would go to get the Cliff Notes version if we had to get something crammed in really fast um, on that. And creating the Cliff Notes version of your of a lot of the ideas you've gone through today, I love that idea of creating a Cliff Notes version of your own work and republishing it. I I, I just think that is so hot. Um, and anybody anybody can do that uh, well, with that. Well, the thing about it is, is that it also multiplies yourself on Amazon really easy and quickly. You know, uh, so many authors, they spend four years writing a book, and then they go, oh, I guess I need to market it now. I know. <laughs> and I'm going, you should have been marketing it all along that four-year path, uh, sharing excerpts, doing a blog post, doing a podcast, doing you know, uh, Cliff Note Summaries or the Kindle Vela now, which is a really neat new program on Amazon. These are the things that will really help you to have a built-in audience when you're ready to publish your book. I mean, the magic of Tim Ferriss when he came out with the 4-Hour Workweek is he had built a platform before he published the book so that when he published the book, he had a 1,000 Internet marketers all ready and willing to promote his book before he, he, you know, he even got in the New York Times uh, bestseller list, he was selling a million copies before New York Times even noticed him. You mm-hmm. know, that's because he had built the platform, and that's part of building a platform is is syndicating the content in different ways through podcasts and videos and uh, Amazon summaries and so on. So, right. So, with that said, let me just we have like two minutes here. But that if you have illusions, and I'm going to say it illusions, of being published by New York, 
your odds of that is a 0.06%. I want you to all understand that. But if you're still there, the number one thing that New York publishers are looking for is your platform, your social media contacts. So everything John is saying that you have got to start building from day one. So if you didn't do that from day one while you were starting to write, then that's today, everyone. What are you <laughs> doing? To, 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 this is day one, whatever. Day one is any day of the week, anytime. What are you doing? All right, John, you've got, you've got about 45 seconds. What other nugget can you add to us? Uh, the key thing is, is really, if you want to make super fans, you have to make friends. You really have to get out of your attic, wherever you're writing, and actually talk to people some and and create friends. And uh, again, the, I think the best tool for that is a, it's an ongoing, consistent podcast. All right. So John Kramer's big thing for this year is podcasts. Here they come. Um, and are you are you on the train or not? Figure out a way that'll make it work. You know, it doesn't have to be a full hour at, like our show is. It could be 30 minutes. You could do a 20 minute one. But I think what he's saying is just get started. Would that be fair, John? That would be fair. All right. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a right. lot. You're welcome. All right. Remember, your authoring and published success is always, always up to you. Remember, your words matter. So let's get them out, get them supported, and you start marketing. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.